1: and Welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's Noor and I'm writing solo today and I'm just talking about Vanderpump Rules. Um, I'll be trying to figure out what I'm I'll be trying to figure out. What words am I saying? I'm trying to figure out what to cover during the week now because Ultimate Girls Trip is finished. Um, New Jersey is on, obviously. I don't believe that we're getting Atlanta for like another two weeks. So right now it's just Summer House, Vanderpump Rules. I am going to be talking about Succession with my brother. I don't know if I'm going to do that as a separate episode from like our pop culture, sort of like news breakdown. But I think that for the next couple of weeks, we might just be down to three episodes a week. Whatever. We'll figure it out. But today... I am just talking about Vanderpump Rules. I'm all caught up on Vanderpump Rules. We had so many things happening, okay? So much happened, right? We had, I think from the last time I did a full episode, we had Sheena's Wedding. We had the Tom and uh, uh, Raquel, Tom Schwartz and Raquel Kiss. We had this never-before-seen shot of like Sandoval in the pool with Ariana and Raquel, just, like, fucking ogling her the whole time. We had, um, Katie's banger moment of, I think you're a drunk, I think you're a loser, and I think you're pathetic. I mean, amazing, right? We had these, like, incredible few episodes, and of course, we also had the absolute cuckoo banunu Howie Mandel interview that Tom Sandoval did. Now, it's been weeks. I feel like with Pump Rules, like, If you're not up on everything that's happening on that damn show supplementary every single day online, then I feel like you're going to fall behind. So I'm not going to go into major detail about all the stuff that happened in the last few weeks, but I'm going to talk about the episode from last week and when I need to think about something that happened previous episodes, I will mention it. Okay. So we open up this episode. Everybody is about, you know, opening up about town. Everyone is moving around, doing things. Sheena is writing thank you cards and Brock is learning how to spell his own name in all capital letters. Really exciting stuff for Brock. I think somebody got him hooked on phonics for his wedding present. Allie and James are unpacking and Allie is talking about how Schwartz is 40 and wears pajamas outside. And although I love, I'm loving Allie. And I agree that Schwartz is a weirdo and a loser and that there's probably no chance that he's going to date Raquel. I don't need anybody knocking wearing pajamas outside, okay? Um, Charlie and Raquel are out at a picnic and then Katie goes to pick up her dogs from Schwartz. As you know, they are co-parents to doggies. And um, she goes to Schwartz and, of course, we have to mention Schwartz's girlfriend, Joe's apartment. And before Shorts can unload on Katie, she's like, "Mm, I'm not, I'm not interested. And she leaves. So Shorts calls Sandoval to bitch about Katie. And you know, like Sandoval is just, he he can't be happier He couldn't be happier to bitch with anybody else about anything else. He has a hard-on of hatred for Katie. It's weird, okay? he says something short to something like, to Katie, or to Sandoval, like, if you married Katie tomorrow, like, I wouldn't be mad. This is on record, right? You could, I could write it down, record me, save this. I, you know, you could marry Katie tomorrow and I wouldn't be mad. And then Sandoval goes, oh, well, it's funny you say that. And, Like all these little moments that keep coming up were blowing my mind because, oh, it's funny you say that because actually right now I'm secretly fucking the girl that you are getting in trouble for kissing. Like, God, you guys, there's so much of this, so much of this, this episode. Charlie and Raquel are at the park. They're chatting. And Charlie tells Raquel that she's fucked up. (laughs) She's a fucked up person for doing what she did. She says, I wouldn't do that to my biggest enemy, Raquel. And Raquel tells Charlie, it's not like she's going to date shorts. But in confessional, she says that shorts didn't show interest. But if he did show interest, then she would date him. But she's not Debbie Desperado. Again, at this point, Debbie Desperado. Okay. first of all, number one, there's so many things about this that are fucked up, right? Like she's telling Charlie, like, oh, I'm not going to date him. Well, yeah, you're not going to date him because he does not want to date you. But if he wanted to date you, you would date him. You would have no problems dating this dude who is not even fully divorced yet. Okay. secondly, she's like, I'm not Debbie Desperado. I'm not just going to like try to date him if he doesn't want to date me. Okay, well, Debbie Desperado, instead, you're going to secretly fuck your best friend's boyfriend of nine years. Shut the fuck up, Raquel. <sighs> Raquel tells Charlie that she's going to go on a date with Oliver Garcel's son, which is important to note because what a little insight into Raquel this episode, huh? At Shorts and Sandy, it is a full disaster. Sandoval is losing it. They don't have a kitchen staff. They don't have a kitchen manager. And here's what I don't understand. How do you how do you open up a restaurant and then don't have a menu set and don't have like a drink menu set? I I don't understand. And if he's saying like, oh, we could just open up with potato chips, then like then do that. Just put burgers and fries on your fucking menu and open it. I don't understand what you've been doing this entire time. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I know what you were doing. You're you're busy fucking your girlfriend's friend okay right 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 anyway sandoval says it doesn't have to be perfect he can just open up with potato chips and he says something like about how if he we don't open up he loses his house and he loses his mother's retirement which is just so gen of him he says that performers perform at b plus We don't have to be A+. No one shows up at A+. They perform at B+, and it's perfectly fine, which explains why Tom Sandoval is touring in America right now doing free concerts with a stale bag of potato chips ass band. Katie goes to Tom and Ariana's home to make sandwiches, and she's dressed like Judy Funny, okay? Um, Tom Sandoval is just, like, oozing with passive-aggressive like jealousy in the confessional he's saying like oh they're so lucky it's small and they're so lucky it's just sandwiches and they're so no they're not lucky they're smart and you're a fucking idiot anyway he tells katie or he tries to tell katie that she's overreacting about the raquel kiss but like i don't understand what tom sandoval wants from katie katie is like listen i don't want to be friends with Schwartz anymore i'm not going to talk to him anymore You don't get to have your cake and eat it too. We made an agreement that you are not going to hook up with anybody in the friend group. We both agreed. Even if Tom's like, well, I don't think you both agreed. I think that you came up with it and he just agreed. Well, it's still an agreement, you idiot. Anyway, he agreed to it. Even if I even though I don't think it's up to Katie to dictate who her ex-husband hooks up with? I don't think so. But in this situation, if they had an agreement that you're not going to hook up with any of my friends in the friend group, which I think also means like, can you please not hook up with anybody on the show? Like, can you not make embarrassing me part of the storyline this season? Like, that's essentially what Katie is asking Tom Schwartz to do. Like, the last thing I'm asking you to do Once in your fucking life, could you not embarrass me on television? Because she admits it. He used to make out with women all the time. She's having a bigger reaction to this than all the four or five fucking times that he did it while they were married, right? And the reason why is because she's like her last thing that she's asking for. Can you not make embarrassing me part of the storyline this season? And of course he does it. But Tom Sandoval is like, I don't understand what the big deal is. I think you're overreacting. He says things like, they're just two conventionally attractive people who kissed. Is, I, does anybody else just hear him justifying himself and his behavior? Like, that's all I heard. All I heard was Tom Sandoval's future justification about his own deplorable behavior. He's like, it's not surprising. It's not surprising because this is actually what's happening right now in this moment. What's happening in this moment is Raquel and Tom Sandoval are already hooking up regularly. They've already had sex with each other. And so now he is trying to come up with all these other things about why it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's crazy. We dig into this like Joe situation, why this girl Joe, why that was a problem. Apparently, Joe was Kate, uh, Kristen Doty's crazy friend and The issue was not that they moved in together. The issue was that they did it secretly without telling anybody, and they were super duper shady about it. And after Katie has tried to explain her point a million times, she says, if you don't understand this, then may God have mercy on your soul and pray that no one ever does this to you. And we get this chilling, (laughs) chilling cutaway to Tom and Ariana. I have goosebumps just thinking about it right now. Okay. And I watched this like three days ago. (sighs) Anyway, next up, we're at Sunt. See you next Tuesday. A lot of Lisa action this episode. We haven't seen Lisa in a while. Lisa shows up in like (laughs) the silly, I don't know, Lisa's outfits crack me up. She's in like a button down cardigan, like strolling into Sunt. It just cracks me up. Anyway, she gets there. The Toms are there. Raquel is working. We have this unbelievably uncomfortable, creepy ass scene of Raquel sandwiched between the Toms. And Tom looks like Armand from White Lotus when he is season one White Lotus when well because he's not in season two. Spoiler alert. Anyway, he looks like Armand from White Lotus, like peak drugged out, like peak drugged out. I'm going to eat my employees ass like he that's what he looks like. He's, dr- he's just sweaty and creepy and so weird. He, for some reason, tells Raquel that Katie called her a whore. Again, Tom Sandoval has a weirdo hard-on for hating Katie Maloney. It's weird, man. But it is just such a weird interaction. Raquel starts crying in the confessional about how the girls drain her batteries Sandoval and Raquel have a very strange interaction. He's like, Raquel, you're okay, right? You're not mad. It's just, at this point, it's just a shrug. It's just like an eye roll. Like, who cares what they're saying? Who cares? And you can almost tell in Raquel's face, like, she's looking at this dude like, hey, man, I don't like that I'm being called a whore. And Sandoval's like, it's okay. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter. You're not a whore. When actually, she is. actually you have put her in this situation it almost seems like sandoval enjoys the position he's put this girl in he says something in the confessional about how raquel doesn't have a bad bone in her body i know everybody's made the joke yes the bad bone in her body was you but it's just like i found the interaction so creepy like the way that raquel is looking in his eyes like do you realize what's happening right now? And the way Tom is looking back at her, like, it's okay. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, it just, to me, maybe I'm reading too deeply into it, but I felt like I saw a whole other interaction play out between the two of them in that scene. It was so weird. Um, Katie, Christina, and Allie visit Lala at her apartment, and they're discussing Lala's upcoming birthday. Katie is going to bring her satchel of gold If you watch Kelly Ben Simone on Scary Island, you know what that means. She's going to bring her new boyfriend named Satchel. Okay, his name is Satchel, and he looks like weird Al Yankovic. Everybody's thought it, but he is not the man that I think that. I just... God, here we go. Here's the thing, guys. I'm happy for Katie. I am. She's getting to fuck a dude who's 10 years younger than her. After being with a man with a broken dick probably like broken drugged out meth dick right good for you katie but katie babe much like the hats that you've been sporting lately i don't think that this man is the prize that you think he is like i don't i don't know he seems like a nice guy treats her very nicely and she says she came for the d stayed for the conversation Good for you, Katie. Like, if you're with somebody who is actually nice to you, who is actually kind to you, who's complimentary to you, who the fuck am I to say anything? But, babe, he's not. He does. He looks like Sheena said. He looks like he got groomed at Vanderpump Dogs. Okay? That middle part, babe, I just, I can't. Okay? Anyway. The Toms visit Lisa and Ken because apparently Lisa's baby pony, Rosé, has passed away. This is one half of Diamonds and Rosé, the little ponies that she got. Um, It's weird, okay? <laughs> I don't know how to, like, I'm sorry that your pony died, of course. I'm sad about it for you. But, like, it is, is it not weird to anybody else that Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants keep catching fire and her pets keep dying? Like, come on, guys. It's always the story is always the same. The dogs were fine. The pets were fine. There was no sign of bad health. And next thing I knew, the animal laid down and didn't make it to the vet. It always is the same story. (laughs) I'm just saying, what's going on at Villa Rosa? Okay, Anyway, Lisa very quickly changes the topic to the restaurant opening issues. And Sandoval has this like weird tantrum. I just I don't trust anything that's happening on the show with this man. He's a bad actor. He's a weirdo. He's a loser. He's a drunk. I don't know what his deal is. But the next scene is even more maddening. Ariana and Sandoval have a conversation about fertilizing her eggs. So Ariana has been able to get, freeze 26 eggs. And it's much, you have a much higher, uh, I guess, probability of your eggs being uh, healthy if you freeze embryos. Embryos last, I guess, better. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but embryos have a better chance of uh, withstanding, I guess, the freezing process than eggs do. And so she has been talking to Tom about fertilizing the eggs this is important because this conversation is from august we also get a snippet from last year's reunion so we're talking about 2021 where she told tom to fertilize the eggs but he just hasn't gotten around to it and tom says in the confessional you know when ariana originally wanted it i just i wanted to do it really bad i was so happy but now he says this weird thing about like why should i do this for somebody Who's, like, ultimately going to be the person to decide whether or not I have the babies or not. She has the babies or not. What? It was such a bizarre, like, I don't want to do this with a person who fully gets to have control over when I have, when she has babies. It was weird, man. It was very weird. It was, it was like low-key like anti-choice it was it was a weird weird thing he said but also what's strange is that on that stupid Howie Mandel podcast he said that when he tried to break up with her in February she asked about fertilizing the eggs and like first of all that was a lie because he says he broke up with her on Valentine's Day the internet went online and was like no there's there are clips from them having a lovely time on Valentine's Day together, very happy. And our, and by the way, Raquel is at dinner with them and like a group of their friends and everybody's very happy. So this whole thing is bullshit for him to be like, "Oh, Ariana's asking me about egg fertilization when I'm trying to break up with her." I don't think that that's true. Well, we know that that's not true. He's a fucking weirdo. But Basically, this man, two full years have passed, okay? And this woman is in a committed relationship with you and wants to have a life with you where she is asking you to potentially have babies with her. Things that you have hounded her about for years on a television show. Hounded her about it for years, made her feel like she was a monster for not wanting to have kids, okay? You've done this to her. You've put her in this really yucky situation, but here she is being so committed to you that she says, maybe I will start a life with you. I would like it if we could fertilize the the eggs and have some embryos frozen, okay? And all she's asking him to do very gently is lay off the drinking. And he's saying stuff like, you never agree with me. You question my intelligence and you think I'm an idiot. And Ariana is just like such a fucking gem. She's a fucking gem to this fuckhead guy, okay? Who is already fucking another woman who is her friend, and he's, she's being so nice to him. He, I, you could, If you've been watching Banner Pump Rules from the beginning, you know that the way that he is behaving right now is exactly what he used to do with Kristen. He used to always be like, oh, Kristen, like she's always snapping at me and she's always, she just looks down at me and like, dude, I don't know. like I don't know. He does that whole thing. He did it to Kristen for years and he's trying to do it with Ariana, but Ariana's not Kristen. She's not going to be combative. She's like... I care about you and I don't think you're stupid. And if I did think you're stupid, I would be nice to you. But I'm being giving you tough love because I know that you're capable of handling it. She's being so fucking kind to him. And it's such bullshit because you could tell that at this point, he's fully fucking another person and he is trying to come up with ways to break up with this woman instead of just being and not break up with him, with her. He's trying to create. A narrative that she is not nice to him. Ugh, fuck this guy, honestly. <sighs> Lisa, Garcelle, and Oliver have dinner together. It's a bizarre trio. I I guess Lisa asked for this scene because all that stuff started to happen on social media and everything like that. But she and Garcelle, uh, Lisa and Garcelle, make some jabs at Rena's expense, which I enjoyed. Um, Oliver says this whole thing to them about his separation with his wife and all this stuff. It's bizarre. I don't know. It was, uh, I don't know. But we cut to Allie and James talking and she casually drops this bomb about seeing Sandoval and Raquel at the Abbey at 1 a.m. And James, sweet James, is like, I wouldn't read into it. (laughs) Okay, James. Oh, all right. We had to Lala's birthday party and everyone's Instagrams are blowing up at this point because now Oliver's wife has gone off on Instagram and she is saying that Raquel is, uh, she's saying that Oliver, she and Oliver are t- still together and all this stuff. So I guess that meeting with Lisa Garcelle and Oliver happened the same day as all this stuff, like all this stuff is happening at the same day, um. As it's happening at the same day that Raquel is going to go on a date with Oliver. So I guess that's why they staged that scene to maybe help clear Oliver's name. I don't know. But um, Oliver's wife has gone off on Instagram and said, like, we're definitely not divorced, all that stuff. We all saw that. And Raquel goes to Sheena's house to deal with it. They call Oliver's wife, Samantha. And Raquel says a lot of really interesting things. It's really interesting to me to watch Raquel navigate being accused of being a mistress for making out with a guy that she didn't realize was still married, right? She says it's so manipulative and selfish of Oliver to put her in this position. She keeps saying, I hate being in this position to this woman, Samantha. While we know that Raquel is actively in this position, okay? We know Raquel is actively. She said, I didn't know that Oliver was married. I didn't know that he was with somebody else. I don't want to be a homewrecker. I don't want to be a mistress. I wouldn't ever go for somebody if I knew that he was still married. All while we already know she already fucked Tom Sandoval. She We know that they fucked in Sheena's wedding in Mexico. We already know that they hooked up the night of the weekend that Ariana's dog died. Okay. After boys night. I just, I'm like, I can't tell if Raquel's the greatest actor in the universe or just doesn't think that it's the same thing. I don't understand. Um, Lala is having a field day. She's having a great time calling Raquel a mistress while talking with Kristen, uh, sorry, with Christina Kelly. It's so funny. Christina Kelly um, comes over to Lala's house and she's like, Um, Lala's like, oh, I have so much to tell you. And Christina's like, you do? You have so much to tell me? What could have possibly happened? Like, her acting is very bad. I'm glad she has a lip balm company. Because I don't think, I don't know if she was trying to be an actress. She's not very good. Anyway, Lala's having a field day. And Lala says in the confessional, I know this feeling too well. And I thought it was going to say, like, I know the feeling that Raquel is having, uh, that, you know, you thought somebody was single and they weren't, but it turns out that she is still pretending to know, to think, she's still pretending that she didn't know that Rand was married. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, we head to Lala's party and Katie brings her satchel, her satchel Yankovic, 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 I don't know. Um, and Raquel goes on her date with Oliver, and it's so, again, it's so interesting to see Raquel managing this while we know she is actively fucking Tom Sandoval. She's like, I can't believe you would do this, Oliver, like, this, if you were divorced, if you were divorced, then maybe we could be together, but, like, you are already having sex with your friend's boyfriend of nine years. My God. Then Raquel perplexingly decides to show up at Lala's birthday to have a conversation mistress to mistress. Reminds me of make-triarch to make-triarch. Anyway, um, Katie says Raquel's a dumb bitch for doing that. And Tom Sandoval is like, you know, Katie is, he says something in the confessional, like, Katie is actively vindictive. I've known her for years to be actively vindictive. And she's savoring this whole thing over Raquel. Whatever's happening to Raquel, she's, she's savoring it like the best piece of Wagyu steak she's ever had. It brings her a lot of joy to see Raquel in this position. And I'm like, yeah, she is savoring it the same way, Tom Sandoval, that you were savoring Katie's misery at Sheena's wedding when Schwartz kissed Raquel. When you were going, Raquel, Raquel, here's Shorts' room key, Raquel. We all remember you being a fucking weirdo. It was last week. You were being weird. You were savoring it. You were savoring and having a hard-on over Katie's misery, okay? Ugh. But this is when Katie drops one of the best lines we've heard since, I call it like I see it and I think you're a drunk, a pathetic loser, whatever. She says to Tom, You get a lot of joy out of Raquel as well. You're at the Abbey with her at one o'clock in the morning. I mean, my God. And Tom does some more of his very, very bad acting. He's like, what the fuck are you even saying, dude? Like, it's so obvious based on his reaction that he knows that he knows that everybody's got eyes on him now. It just you could tell there is a difference in reaction in this scene than the way that he's reacting when it's Raquel and him and Schwartz together or Raquel. Like you could just tell you could tell that he knows that Katie has his number. You can tell in that you could tell that it is making him lose his shit. And I think that that is amazing of Katie. Like I think that there are certain people like I don't think that he can fool Kristen Doty, I don't, well, I guess maybe he could. He knows he can't fool Stasi and he can't fool Katie. And I think that's also why he hates them because they know exactly what a big piece of shit he is, you know? Raquel shows up at the party and she has this conversation with Lala. She tells her, I'm sorry for calling you a mistress. And she says, I didn't realize how easy it was for a man to mislead you. And it's a very nice conversation. And even though I hate Lala, like she's right, like you're not a mistress, at least that we know of at that moment. Um, And it's kind of like a nice, lovely conversation between the two of them. But except Raquel, you are a mistress. Is it a mistress if you're just the other woman and you're not married, like the guy's not married? I don't know, but... It's just so strange to for, to for Raquel to pretend like she has so much insight and so much understanding and such good judgment while we know actively that she doesn't. Guys, it is so confusing. I don't understand it, but I do love it. Uh, next week, James has a bad time. James has a bad time, which means that we're all going to have a great time. And by next week, I mean like in two days. Uh, whenever the new episode airs. Um, But that's it. That's it for my little Vanderpump uh, catch up. I will be back later this week to talk succession. A bunch of firings are happening in the new, very, very topical to what's going on. on succession as it is in in the real world today. Um, and, uh, I'll be back to talk about New Jersey at some point and hopefully I can get Arthi to hop on for a little bit because she was just doing a bunch of travels and I think she's going to have some fun stories to share with us. Um, so thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.